All right, so let's let's uh let's do uh, spend some brief time in the word. Uh, we've been uh, spending some time with talking about uh, uh, special ops enemies behind the lines, and I know this is the end of the year, and I could have did a end of the year message, but uh, we'll get the new year stuff starting tomorrow. So, uh, we, you know, God wants to make sure we finish this year of promise. Is this something I'm doing? Is the mic still on or something? Uh, as that we finish this year of promise uh, so we can prepare for the year of new beginnings. Mr. Sammy tried to teach, uh, teach the, the vision message this morning. But that's cool. You know, we're all family. You know, it's just preparing the way like John the Baptist. I got you. <laughs> all right, let's go to 2 Timothy 2, and we can get into what God wants us to talk about today. Uh, I know last week we really highlighted when we go out to, to even go out and try to rescue some of us that's been behind the lines, we got to have a lot of love. Um, you know, uh, we also highlighted Luke 4 when Jesus said, God has anointed me to preach deliverance, to deliver the captives, to, to heal them that are brokenhearted, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Um, and, and we've been given that same charge. The laborers are, the harvest is plenteous, but the laborers are few. And I think sometimes, uh, as I heard my wife was sharing during the dedication, sometimes we could take, uh, take for granted what our responsibility is in the lives around us. Uh, something we talked about yesterday at the funeral, um, you know, just, uh, you know, really, really uh, waking ourselves back up, you know, and, and being alert and paying attention to why God even has us here. Otherwise, we, you know, we just existing right like trees with no leaves no fruit or no nothing we're existing but we're not producing nothing and we wouldn't want that right like, like you know I mean because you're alive when you're producing right you're alive everything you know and that's what the, you know he came and we might have life and have it more abundantly so the goal is for us to live a live to live to live everything we're doing we should be living and I, I charged them yesterday you know because we had a, a, a lot of um I'm going to use the word older people at the funeral. I was like, well, you know, they might supposed to be mentoring some people. Supposed to, maybe supposed to mentor me. I was going to have a sign-up list. Where you can sign up to mentor me. <laughs> you know, everybody has an impact on somebody. You know, it's just uh, as long as you hear, there's something you can do. And there's a lot of people being caught behind. I call it behind enemy lines because the enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And uh, John 10.10. And he's really been deceiving people to uh, run away from God, uh, ignore God, forget about God, get complacent with God. He's, he's got people, uh, Misty was teaching this um, Wednesday. Uh, she told a message, which letter are you? And so she used revelations and, and it broke down all the letters to the church. But one of the letters was to the church of Laodicea. And it was like, you guys are lukewarm. You need a hot or cold. He says, you know, scripture says, I spit you out of my mouth. And uh, so when I thought about the scripture, I had a conversation with my family. Or, you know, y'all know my mom passed a few weeks ago. So I had a conversation with my family and they were talking about you know, some of the things they're still doing and some of the things I no longer do, haven't done in ages. And so when I was driving home, I was reflecting on a conversation and I was sharing this with my cousin yesterday. I knew what the difference was because, you know, sometimes you're having a conversation. It was a great conversation. I said, but something's missing. And I know what the difference was when I was out there in the world not living right. I was 
I did it to extremes. I was all out there. You know, I was I was bitter because of how I was raised. Um, but I wasn't. I was unapologetic, and I wasn't trying to live for God. Like I wasn't, you know, hiding nothing I did. So when I decided to live for God, I said, well, if I was all in, and, and, and it almost cost me my life when I was out there living in the world, you know, I said, why can't I be all in with God? And I said, the difference of what I'm seeing in this new generation is people are not all in. Like there's sometimes with God and there's sometimes with the world. Like they're stuck in that neutral thing. So they'll, they'll tell you, They'll acknowledge God. They'll mention God. They'll give God a shout out. If they're in the entertainment business, they may have one song on their album dedicated to God, even though the other 17 songs is talking about some things outside of God. And the thing is, I'm only saying that to say, what you going to do now? If you, either you're going to be out or in, right? Okay, but that's, that's neat to hear. Today. Some people are trapped, right? We just talked about that. Some people are trapped, but, but today we're going to figure out how to Release the captives. Remember, we're on a mission, special ops. We've been trained, skilled to, to get behind enemy lines, to get through some of the, the landmines. Remember the, the message we did on landmines, how people put landmines out in front of them so you can't get to their heart? You know, they, they start cussing you out or get, getting all tight, get offended, or you judging me. You know, that's, that's, you know, they had the landmines. But then if that don't work, they'll play the victim. You know the people in your life to play the victim, right? I can't do that. <laughs> Won't nobody help me? Like the guy at the pool of Bethesda, you know, he was at the pool. Everybody was getting healed. Pool right there. Now imagine if you need a healing and all you had to do is, is wiggle into the pool. Would you be sitting there going, well, I just don't know what to do. And, and, and I like Jesus. Jesus didn't come and go, oh, Jimmy, Pete, come grab this guy and get him in the pool. He's like, man, the pool right there. Right, so sometimes we play the victim too. And um, so, so on this mission, you gotta be real strategic, right? Because the goal is you, 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 if you get to the heart, you can release the heart from bondage. Because people are pretty slick, right? Y'all know the people in your life pretty slick. Like you open your mouth and if truth slip out, they probably beat you up, shut you down, right? Right, is that amen? amen. Oh, oh, I didn't get a lot of amens because is that you? Oh, it's you. <laughs> that wasn't nice, cousin. That wasn't nice. All right, so she over there doing it, getting her mom like, yeah, it's you. <laughs> that ain't right. That ain't right. All right, so 2 Timothy 2. Let's, let's, let's read some scripture here. I just thought this was powerful. Because um, Paul was a, a, a trained special operative with a strategic mission. Uh, look at the verse 10 here. It says, Second uh, Timothy 2, 10, it says, therefore I endure all things. See, I'm going on this mission. Whatever comes at me, I'm enduring. Like I'm, I'm not weary and well-doing. It says, for the elect's sake, that they may also obtain the salvation. That's a deliverance, which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. So, so I'm, I'm dealing with some things. So, so, so it's not, I'm not just talking to people at my convenience, the lovable folk. I'm not just talking to the people that think like I do. So I'm going to I'm gonna have to have some patient conversation. Uh, me and my wife have been married 25 years. 
we are the best of friends, but it's not because we haven't had to have some patient conversation. We have to address some behaviors. You know, I'm, I'm a pretty, uh, well, don't nobody say amen, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pretty, uh, I don't want to say, I, I, I got different ways of looking at things. Would be your family member, right? Would be your family member. And uh, so, she, you know, she has her own way of looking at things. So we had to have some tough conversations so we get on the same page. But, but imagine if we didn't. So let's say if I'm bound in my different way of doing things, cousin, uh, and she just go, see, that fool crazy. And just leave me there. As opposed to caring enough, Terrence, I'm going to have this tough conversation. I know you don't want to hear this, honey. Which, you know, when, when, when you get the conversation, can I talk to you for a minute? That's grit your teeth and get ready to hear some truth that you really don't want to hear. Right? But you're going to have to do that, right? So, but she has to be willing to sacrifice being liked to give me what I need. Lay down her life for a friend. Right? John 15, 13. Right? And so that's what we have to do if we really care. We say we care. It's, if I care about you guys, Terrence. What's up, Tate? What's up? See, if I care, then it's, 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 it's not at my convenience, right? So I have to speak the truth independent of my convenience. That makes sense? And so that's what the scripture was saying. And um, as I was reading through the Bible, I just, I just you know, because I, I knew what the topic was, I didn't realize how much of the Bible is about warfare. Now, Ms. Lamar taught on heavenly warfare a few weeks ago, but I didn't realize, you know, look at this. Look at uh, it's one of my favorite uh, passages, but look at Psalm 27. I know I, I, I know it's a benefit to stick to the notes, but sometimes I, you know, <laughs> I'm not great with that. All right, so look here. Uh, Psalm 20, uh, 27 says, The Lord is my light, my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Whom shall I, of whom shall I be afraid? It says, When the wicked, even what? My enemies. And my foes came upon me to eat up my flesh. They stumbled and fell. So he's saying as people are coming after me. Enemies are coming after me. It says, look, though a host, a host is an army, should a camp against me, my heart shall not fear. Look, the war should rise against me, and this will I be confident. One thing I've desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after that I may dwell in his house. Am I too loud, Tatum? Uh, that I may dwell in his house, at the house of the Lord, all the days of my life, and to behold the beauty of the Lord and acquire what? In his temple. For in a time of trouble, he shall hide me in his pavilion. In the secret of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me upon a rock. High ground. See, in the war, I got to be on the high ground. So, I have, so anybody coming at me, I have, I have better advantage of them. So, so again, this is all, look, look. And now shall my head be lifted up above my enemies round about me. Therefore, I will offer in, in, in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy. I will sing, yeah, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Right, uh, it goes on and on and on. But uh, I know verse 13 says, I would have fainted. I would have given up unless I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. So no matter what's coming at me, my hope is in the Lord. The scripture says the battle's not mine, it's the Lord. Battle is warfare. And in 2 Chronicles 20, 20, when Jehoshaphat and them was, uh, it was armies coming after him. And so Jehoshaphat said, man, first of all, call the people that worship and pray. 
Just call them together. And they got on their face and worshiped the Lord. And it says, while they were worshiping, the Lord sent ambushments. Ambushments in the camp to almost like scare the enemy like, like it was like an army coming. They, so they gone. When they went to the battle, it's like, okay, we trust in the Lord. In the midst of uncertainty, this army is bigger than us. This army can destroy us, but we can't sit here and just get defeated. We're going to have to take the next best step from here, walk by faith. We've worshiped the Lord, invoked his presence. All right, let's go. They went for, for war and ended up just gathering spoils. The enemy left and left all their stuff. It said it took them three days to gather the spoils. Again, that's, 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 that's a war army. Children of Israel, they get out of Egypt to have to go into the promised land. But they had to go take possession of it. So Joshua had to lead them into battle. But it really wasn't too much of a battle if God was there. He sent them to Jericho and he said, listen, this is what you do. Just circle, circle, circle Jericho seven times and just blow that horn. And so the people inside the walls, they had already heard about the reputation of the children of Israel, the plagues. They, they heard it was coming. I be wondering, how did they be getting the information? You know, they ain't had no, like, cell phones or nothing like that. So, like, how did they get them? Like, so almost like the presence of God was so impactive, they heard about it, even though they wasn't a part of it. And so when they circled the wall the first time, now, now imagine, this is a fight. You behind your fortress, and all you hear is people praising the Lord. Not scared, not worried, just shouting, hallelujah, glory to God, blowing their horn. Then they come back around again. So now you're getting, you're shaking a little more. Now you're shaking, right? Then they come around again. Now you're really shaking. You know, because when people are not with God, all they think about is worst case scenarios. They magnify the negative because they can't see beyond the circumstances. When we're with God, we see beyond the circumstances. We see beyond the temporary. See, the things that you see are temporal. The things that you can't see are eternal. 2 Corinthians 4.18. We walk by faith and not by sight. So we see more then they see. And after, after the seventh time, they were so scared because the walls fell down. The shouts were so loud, the walls fell down. So imagine you shaking, you shaking, and your fortress, your protection crumbles. It wasn't even a fight. See, and that's what God wants us to do. God's saying, I'm sending you on this mission, but you, you intimidated just to reach out to go into anything that's uncertain to you or where you're not in control or where you're not comfortable. He says, but if, you, if the battle is mine, all you gotta do is go with me. All you gotta do is stay in praise and worship and before you go have the conversation, before you go reach out to the loved one, the walls would already came down. You're going saying, oh, every time I talk to them, man, oh Lord, and then if I say Jesus, boy, they are gonna start cussing, going off, try to put me down, Call me little Bible man, you know, uh, man, ain't nobody trying to be called little Bible man. Why you call me names? Like, you know, we think about all these different things, but God is saying, just go. And by the time you have the conversation, the person says, well, I've been meaning to talk to you. I've been watching you. See, because you've been worshiping, you've been praying, and he'll tear the walls down. See, sometimes we are, we're, we're uh, 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 false evidence appearing real. We're magnifying the circumstance is greater than God's direction, instruction, and orders. This is the order of my steps, right? It's what they're saying, right? And so God is saying, don't look on the things that you can see. Just look at me. 
He'll, I'll keep you in perfect peace if your mind is stayed on me. No matter what the situation is, who you have to encounter, what the rescue mission is, just stay focused on me. And then he said, he's saying this, there's more to be with us than be with them. So you know how sometimes you feel isolated? You know, when people get tempted to get depressed, you understand, don't you? Don't you, Liam? Right? When people are tempted to get depressed and stuff like that, they, they think the circumstances are greater than their ability to conquer them. And they think it's more people against them than with them. You ever like just start worrying and, and, and you know, you ever talk yourself out of a job? It's just, it, or talk yourself out of a position on a team? Like you just believe like, man, they probably, you know, they're going to fire me anyway, so I'm just going to leave. Well, nobody even thinking about firing you. But you done, worst case scenario, then the people that's in your ear want your position, so they go, yeah, yeah, they, they're ter- they, they think your performance is terrible. Yeah, we didn't think about letting you go. Then you go to talk to Jimmy, and Jimmy's like, oh, yeah, I heard the same thing. Now, ain't nobody heard nothing. You ain't talking to the boss. You're just talking to the people that's in your ear. Yeah, you know, the last person they did that, they let go. I was in a situation, I worked in corrections and um, uh, maximum security for youth. I'm a Christian now. I worked, I worked in corrections in New York, but I, I wasn't a Christian, so I, could, I did some unorthodox things. So, so now I'm a Christian, and uh, so, so now I got to be a Christian, but I still got to let them know I'm about business. So I got to be stern, but I can't curse no more, you know, because I'm a Christian. And so we're in a situation one day where a kid just starts going off. He's hitting folk, and uh, he's cussing everybody out. So then he comes to attack me. So the, the social worker, so imagine the kid's facing me, I'm facing the, the young man. The social worker is, has his back to me, he goes to grab the kid by the waist, but the kid can reach over the top. Now, now this is reflex, y'all. So out of reflex, I smacked him. <laughs> Straight reflex, like I didn't even think about it. And so, so, so when I smacked him, cause now I have a reputation, I'm, I'm the Christian, I'm about business, but, now, I, 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 uh, I, you know, I, I, we, had, we was trained unarmed self-defense, so, so I had to yoke some people up. Uh, but I, it's never personal. Like, even if I, if I grab somebody, I'd be in their ear like, now, as, as long as you're struggling, it's going to keep hurting. You can stop anytime you want to. I don't want to have to hurt you. So I said that I never, because if it's, if, it's, if it's personal, you're going to hurt somebody. So I, it was never personal. So that's my rep. Everybody knows that. I smacked this kid. He stopped in his tracks and looked. His eyes was this big, like. Mr. Bradley smacked me? It's almost like, you know, he forgot what he was doing, you know. And so, you know, we ended up locking the young man down, so I had to write a report. So in the report, I wrote exactly what I just told you. He came at me out of reflex, I smacked him. So an administrator comes in. Yeah, I read your report. He says, uh, we fire people for less. And then somebody else came in. Oh, man, did you write in your report you smacked them? Oh, man, you, you out of here. The social worker wrote in his report that I didn't touch him because he didn't see me. Remember, he dived like this. I done smacked the kid by then, you know. And uh, so then they said, well, you have conflicting reports. And people have lost their, jo- people have lost their job for less. So I said this, if I can lose my job for telling the truth, I don't deserve to have it. Right, so, 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 so look, there was more that was with me than was with them. 
God gave me a peace. So I didn't lose my job, but I never knew why. Like no one said, okay, we, investigation's over and you've been cleared, you know. No one ever said this, and we had this guy, he was a state trooper, and they would bring the state troopers into corrections to do all the investigations. And, uh, and he had a reputation for just firing people. So I'm doing a training one time, uh, it might've been a hostage negotiation or whatever, and he's in the training. So I said, Trooper Rep, how you doing? I said, you know you got a rep around here. He said, Keith Bradley. I said, you know me? He said, oh yeah. He said, you probably don't know this, but uh, it might've been two years ago. Uh, some information came on my desk uh, and it said that uh, you smacked the kid. <laughs> he said, I read the paper and when I looked at it, I said, oh, if Mr. Bradley smacked him, he must deserve to be smacked. He said, and I tore it up. <laughs> so, so, so God had more people with me than I realized. Wow. Well, but God has more people with you. Now, if I'd have listened to everybody else, I'd have just quit. So, you know, you know, you don't, want to, you don't want to not have a job and be looking for a job. So, so what, you, what you do, you try to leave, you know, so you get a job before they fire you. So that's not on your record when you're trying to get the other job. But I didn't leave. I believed I'd be fine. And what I'm, what, what I'm saying here is the devil is, is a trickster. He's a perverter. Uh, he's an a, a, a illusionist because he really has no power over us. And so when he holds some of our loved ones captives, he has us thinking that once they're captive, they're stuck. There's nothing you can do. He has you thinking some of your friends, you can't approach them because they talk a good game. You're around them all the time. You have the keys to set them free, but you ain't sharing the keys. Because you're like, oh, man, they don't, they don't want to be set free. This is how they are. No, 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 no. God, and that's why we're ending the year of promise with a reminder that we've been sent here on a mission. Just like we did the dedication, Liam was the only, wasn't the only person sitting here to do something. We have been, but we've gotten clouded or as a, you know, you're in a war, they do, we, we talked about this before, counterintelligence is they try to flip you. They try to, they, they try to, they try to get something against you and put you on a team. So some of us have been flipped into working for the other team. You know, just been deceived. In work. So now we're not rescuing nobody. You've been sending, imagine you sending on a mission and you start sending on, on a mission and you start living there. Somebody send you, send you to one of these foreign countries and now you, you, you went there, you, you, you're the special operative. There's no one like you. I couldn't send nobody else. I've trained you to do stuff nobody could do. And you've been gone for a long time. <laughs> what you doing? And, and now we get over there, you with them. How, how did that happen? You were sent to rescue people that you're comfortably in bondage with them. We can't do that. You're right around them. So I come by, you know, because they send me like, you might have to go rescue the rescuer. I come in there and I go, man, Jimmy, you ain't going to believe that. Pete hanging out with them. Nah, nah, he don't look like he's trying to go nowhere. He got a marriage next week. <laughs> like, like, so, so, so God is trying to get us to get beyond that and to uh, uh, get back to following the commander's instructions. You know who the commander is, right? God, order my steps. Steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And it's not hard. It's, it's, it's only hard if we think it's by our power and our might. If we think it's based on our intellect. 
No, but it's not, it's not on us. It's, it's, the scripture says, be confident in this very thing. Philippians 1.6, he that's begun a good work in us will perform it until the day of Christ Jesus. He just needs the vessel to show up at the location and he'll work through you to will and to do his good pleasure. Philippians 2, right? That's all he just needs. To, uh, Marcus was teaching in 9.15 and he said he heard the song, yes. My wife sings the song, yes. Um, and, and, and yes is just saying, I'm going to be obedient. Regardless of what you ask me to do, Lord, I'm saying yes. And so you need me for the mission? Because so, you, you ever see, you know, oh, what's it? What's it? Is it Heartbreak Ridge? This is where the, the, the guy was a Christian and he wouldn't carry weapons. Which one? Is that Hacksaw? Hacksaw Ridge. And uh, so he went, look, look, he was on a mission to rescue folk with no guns, no natural weapons. The Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down the strongholds, casting down imagination, every high thing, exalted itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to be Christ Jesus. Do you understand how you have to think to be in a war? This is a true story. You're in a war. Everybody has weapons. And you out there, no, 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 this is against my religion. I don't carry guns. Actually, when I saw the movie, I'm a, listen, I'm a pastor. I was like, man, you better get you a gun. <laughs> I mean, at least David had a slingshot. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, man. You know, Peter had a sword, right? right. Come on, man. Like, this, like, get a gun, man. I'm watching the movie. Like, get a gun. Don't kill him. You know, but, but the interesting thing is when everything got serious, like when they... They lift up their head at times and their head was getting shot off. So all those guys that were trained, skilled, all through basic training, they're putting this kid down. Through the whole basic training. Look at this fool. He can't even jump the wall. Sarge, Sarge, man, seriously, man, he's going to get us killed. That's what they were saying. He's going to get us killed out here. Listen, they were trying to break him because they felt he wasn't worthy enough to be on a battlefield with them. Like, no, no. I don't, I don't think you understand, Sarge. This, his, his lack of ability in training like us can cause us to lose our life if we really get into the thick of things. But he, 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 they couldn't break him. He's like, this is what God has purposed me to do. No matter what comes at me, 2 Timothy 2, I, I'm going to endure it. So now he's out here and when things got thick, when, they kept, when folk was just getting taken out, like soon as they, they sniffed, and it's like the person smelled the sniff, bah, sniper, you know. And now they got to go rescue folk. They ran. Who went to rescue? And he kept going back. Like after I got like two, three people, you know, because I was like, well, God got me through this. I rescued somebody. I get a medal for this. No, 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 no. I'm not leaving nobody behind. He just kept going back. So that means he saw something different from everybody else out there. With all their weapons, he had to see something totally different. He saw God and his army. He saw people protecting him. Yeah, go ahead, man. Just go, just go ahead and grab him. No, they ain't moving. I got this. Just go ahead and do what you got to do. He, see, he saw something in the spiritual realm. Look, look, at, look at this. Uh, 2 Kings 6. See, the thing is, uh, you know, I, I, I like that when the, the, the choir and the praise team Right before they sing, they'll put up scripture or word. And Marcus was talking about that this morning. Tatum, I got to finish ministering. I know you was calling for me. 
but I have to get with you later. I know. You'd rather be over here with, with, your, with, with your guy, daddy, you know, than your own parents. I get it. <laughs> you had a mic, you could say anything, can't you? <laughs> All right, so 2 Corinthians, I mean, 2 Kings, I'm sorry, 6. And look at this. So uh, the prophet was, the prophet, because he can hear and see from God. So all these people in war had, had uh, men of God around. So they knew better. I'm, I'm, I, got, I got a strategy going on, but it is no strategy without the wisdom of God. I wish we would, we would do stuff like that now. So Elijah was telling their business. So they were coming up with, with phenomenal strategies like, like, oh, this right here? Children of Israel won't be able to do nothing with this. But Elijah was like, oh, yeah, they're going to be over here. They're going to ambush you over here, and they're going to take this. And then they would shift what they was going to do. So the king is like, how come... Who's telling them our plans? One of y'all, he probably was taking out his own people. I know you're told. He's like, nah, they got a man of God over there. He's telling all our business. Oh, well, we know how to win this war. We're going to take out the man of God. So they send armies to take out a man. Shows you how powerful you are. They, they, how come they didn't just send one of their special operatives? A sniper. They sent armies. And so his servant, Gehazi, starts to... Master, there's armies. So look here, uh, 2 Kings um, 6 and, uh, but I think instead of starting at 16, yeah, I started at 16. It says, and he answered, fear not, for they that be with us is more than they will be with them. So this is how he answered the servant. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes. So, so, so for him to say it's more to be with us than be with them, he saw something differently, just like the guy at Hacksaw Ridge. He says that he opened his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold, a mountain with behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots and fire round about. And so it looked like there was more with them in the natural but see the scripture tells us don't look on the things that you see for their temporal look on the things that you can't see look beyond the spirit realm look beyond the natural realm into the spirit realm and so so God's gonna in this the, the start of this year uh, you know the vision is new beginnings but even the children of Israel had a new beginning they were going from bondage then they had to get purged in the wilderness and then they were going to live in the promised land. But, it, but they, the reason why they had to go through the wilderness because their minds still was bound. They were free in their bodies, but their minds were bound. So, so they had to be purged of that thinking because otherwise they'd have took bondage into the promised land. They have, remember we talked about the caged birds? They would have been free, but they would have still been bound in here. Right? And so, so what God is trying to get us to realize is we're a lot freer, we have a lot more opportunities, we have a lot more things than we realize. But we're not gonna see them if we live in the flesh and in the natural. The only, if, 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 if we don't cast down imaginations, every high thing exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ Jesus. If we don't harmonize ourselves with God's word, we'll never see 
that seamless path to fulfillment. That's supposed to impact our children's lives, our family's lives, our friends' lives. Like everybody around you was strategic. God sent everybody around you for a reason. But are, is, are, is, are or is, is their life, or are their life, is their life, <laughs> yeah. you know, English language be messing you up sometimes. So is their life being impacted the way God designed it to be impacted by you? So they're bound, God put an anointing on you to set the captivities free, to mend the brokenhearted, right? Those, right, those that are bruised, right? It's the free folk, the healed folk. Are people being healed and free? Or they just get a bunch of jokes? Or a bunch of compromise? So, so just think through, like, are you, you know, something with a message we taught maybe two years ago, are you representing what you represent? Because our life has so much value if we use it for its design purpose. It depreciates in value when you compromise that design purpose. Even though it may feel good, even though you may be comfortable, if God is not pleased, our lives depreciate in value. Now, we can keep trying to resurrect uh, our, our, our man-made accolades, but the man-made accolades may stimulate your head, but it won't fill your heart up. And God wants our hearts filled with so much, as Tori was talking to me about earlier today, love, that when people come around us, they bump into us, when they get a hug from us and have an exchange with us, that love pours into their life so much, it flushes out any level of sin, any level of fear, any level of, of, of infirmity ever in their life. People can sit in your presence and actually be healed because you're saturated with the power and the presence of God, all right? And, and, and only people that are saturated with the power and presence of God are people that are diving in deep into his presence. You can't be casual with God and be saturated with God because if you're casual with God, you're probably more saturated with the world. And all that does is um, magnify or or we could say feed the pain and the sickness and disease that people already have unintentionally. Because we in, we're impacting lives intentional and unintentional. So if you're in compromise and you have an excuse for it, you're going to share that excuse. That person's going to carry that excuse from that point. You're going to realize you're tripping and change, but they'll still be living out that excuse destroying their lives. All right, so just think through some things. It's, it's not, a, it's not a, a rebuke or anything, but it's, it's a, you know, we're going to really benefit. See, because if I'm putting all my energy in what I'm purposed to do, then everybody's putting all their energy in what they're purposed to do. And some people are purposed to impact your lives phenomenally. But, but you're holding back all of you, so they're holding back all of them. You're holding back some of you, so they're holding back some of them. The Bible says, God is not mocked. Whatsoever man soweth, that he shall reap. It says if you, if, you, if you give bountifully, you receive bountifully. If you give sparingly, you receive sparingly. So when you can easily be so caught up in yourself and, and, and look past lives that are right around you, there's somebody that was supposed to change your life forever that walked right by you.
There's somebody supposed to give you a deal or somebody's supposed to give you a level of favor or, or God was moving on their heart to, to, to sow something in you or whatever. They walk right by you because you've been walking right by people. All right. So just something to think about. Uh, let's stand on your feet. That's all.